programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. As I walked the road from Kilachandra, weary I sat down. For it's twelve long miles around the lake to get to a cavern town. Though around the road I go, one seemed beyond compare. Now I curse the time it takes to reach my cabin girl so fair. The autumn shades are on the leaves, the trees will soon be bare. Each red coat leaf around me seeps the color of her hair. My gaze retreats, defies my feet And once again I sigh At the broken pool of sky reminds The colour of her eyes the cabin cross each Sunday morning where she can be found and she seems to have the eye of every boy in cabin town if my luck will hold I'll have the gold and summer of her to break the hearts of cavern men She'll talk to me a while Sunday evening finds me homeward, Kilachandra bound to work the week till I return to court in Cavan Town. When asked if she would be my bride, at least she'd not said no. So next Sunday morning I'll rouse myself And back to her I'll go As I walk the road From Kilachandra Weary I sat down for it's twelve long miles around the lake To get to Cavan Town The water and the road I go One seemed beyond compare And now I curse the time it takes to reach My cabin girl so fair now I curse the time it takes to reach my cabin girls of Very good. You're welcome to Keolagos Crack. It's a Saturday morning. The sun is shining out there. 
but it's a wee bit cool. I was up early this morning watching my young fella uh, play a bit of soccer up in Aurora, and uh, the winter jackets were on and the hats were on, the wind was blowing, so hopefully this afternoon it'll be nice. I have a nice full studio here today. I've got Yvonne Morley in with me this morning. Very good morning, Yvonne. Good morning, Ken, and good morning, everybody. Good morning, Henry Brown from uh, St. Vincent's GAA. Thank you, Ken. Good morning. You're very welcome. And Mr. Eddie Brett, a former St. Vincent's great. A very good, good morning, Good morning, Ken, Eddie. and all of you. Good to be here. Excellent to have you all here. Of course, the big 60th anniversary is coming up, and uh, we'll chat about that throughout the program today. But that Cavan girl was for a special request. Yvonne sent me a list, the length of my arm, with requests this morning. Will we kick that off with uh, the High Kings and Cavan Girl? Who was oh. that for? Wonderful. Thanks, Ken. Uh, yes, uh, Marie McCartan, a great friend of many of us here uh, and, of course, quite popular with her husband uh, in the community. She had a bit of a fall there uh, a couple of weeks ago and is on the road to recovery, but uh, just wanted her to know that we're all thinking about her and wishing her very speedy recovery and know she loves that song. Of course, she is the original Cavan Girl herself. Um, so just, you know, our best wishes to her on a, a very speedy recovery and hope Hopefully we'll see her uh, propped up at the corner of the uh, bar in the Galway Arms very soon. Excellent. Well done. Well done. All right. So big news. 60 years. That's a long time running. I believe what uh, the 27th of November 1959, a committee was formed in a probably a basement or at least a, it, a it, living room somewhere. It, it in was a basement in Galley Avenue, which yeah. is near Roncesvalles. Very good. Uh, Larry Morden and uh, Con Barrett and... Exit Danny Column and uh, the O'Briens, they were the original. Uh, there are probably more names, uh, Mar- Morris Hoolan, I believe, who is now in the United States. Uh, they were, and there were some more people there also, the original founders of St. Vincent's. And it was uh, a parish in, in the West End, right? It was, named it was called after the church in, in Roncesvalles, known as St. Vincent's. Oh, very good. And Galley Avenue just around the corner, so. They didn't have far, far to go for a name. <laughs> That's very good, <laughs> excellent. And any any connection at all with uh, St. Vincent's Club in Ireland? No, none. No, none at none. all. No, none. none I'm aware of. Any any uh, time over the years that that club came out at all to play? No, no, no. There's no connection. And a great history with the club, uh, St. Vincent's too. Uh, I was reading there, Mihal O'Hare. Absolutely, was that was a that was a special event. Mihal O'Hare came out here and. I mean, 19, maybe 84, if I remember rightly. But uh, talking about me hollow hair, I was able to arrange a trip uh, out to uh, the Sturt Farm, out to E.P. Taylor's Sturt Farm out in Oshawa. And I still never forget, I can still visualize it to this moment, me hollow hair standing where Northern Dancer was folded in, in the barn and the exact spot, a very guy called Mr. McCormick, whom I got to know quite well, uh, he arranged the tour. When I told him I had Mihalo here to bring out, he couldn't believe it either. My goodness. So Mihalo here stood. So this is where Northern Dancer was <laughs> folded. I used to see the hands. Yeah. And he was in, yeah. It was a special moment for Mihalo here. Absolutely, because not only was he a famous GAA, uh, commentator, of course, he did the racing as well back home, as we would all remember. So, indeed, uh, indeed, he that did. That would have yes. been a special moment for him. For Absolutely, sure. yes. But at the same time, and he, just, uh, we spoke about his favorite game of all time was hurling. Yeah, is that right? And yeah. There's nothing could beat a good hurling game, and I, we must agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> We may have, but still, a good hurling game will hold its best with, with any, any other game in the world. Uh, there's no question, any time that um, you get the opportunity to have Canadians watch the game, they are just in awe of the, uh, the skill uh, of that game and the speed of the game. So it's just amazing. I Absolutely. think there's a real, well, there is a connection anyway between hockey and hurling, but... Uh, Canadians really get it, and, and I just wish it was on, on telly out here Absolutely. more so that they could really learn to appreciate it more. Absolutely, you know, so. yes. And Henry, you're, yeah. uh, you're a relatively new uh, comer to the country. Five years, you were yeah. telling me? I played my first uh, season with Vincent's in 2012. Right. So one of the newcomers, one of the new breed that's coming out here. And uh, yeah, we, uh, I came out and one of the guys working for us 
play for St Vincent said I'll give you a lift to training so that's how I ended up with St Vincent <laughs> just <laughs> started was, like that yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was for a free lift uh, got hooked with the boys all all the lads that are still there great bunch of lads and made friends for life now that's brilliant the yeah. team. it's great to, to get in with the club like that and then uh, yeah. as you say friends for life then, it's, right, it's, you know? it's hard for young guys coming out here just to uh, especially I came out on my just me and two other guys and it's hard to meet up with people your same age and just have the crack and yeah. get to know Toronto and making any Gaelic team just coming out here and playing playing with the team team sports is great atmosphere and get around the guys and uh, have a good time. Did you have a club at home that you played? I for? did. Yeah, I played for Clondoff in County Down oh in right. a small town, Hill Town. That's their parish, Clondoff. The uh, you always you always miss those guys, especially last year they got to the championship final and I was looking at price price of tickets home to go yeah. <laughs> if the guys the boys had won it would have been a You'd couple, be of, over days, there. couple yeah. of days drinking, but uh fortunately they could beat. Oh so yeah. hopefully hopefully they do better this year. Good stuff, good stuff. And do you get back home much? Uh I'll try and get home maybe once or twice a year, yeah. Very good. Try and get Excellent. try and get back to see the see the family. We'll hang tight there now. We'll uh, learn a lot more about uh, Vincent's of old and of new and what's uh, on the horizon for the club. But we have, uh, we'll kick on with a wee bit of music here before we get the news from Desmond. We have a new arrival in the city of uh, Toronto. Yvonne, break the news to us here. For break sure. And I'm sure, thank you, Ken. I'm sure uh, many of our listeners, uh, of course, the originator of this show was the, the one and only Eamon O'Loughlin. And uh, wonderful news for the O'Loughlin family. A new baby girl has arrived. Um, Eamon's uh, daughter, Tressa, and her husband, Ed, have welcomed a lovely baby girl named Claire. Uh, and of course, everyone who knows Eamon knows how special that name really is because <laughs> he is from the lovely county of Clare. And so I think we've got a very appropriate song uh, to really congratulate that family and what wonderful news. Indeed. And he would, uh, I'm sure he's smiling down and, you know, it'll be the apple of his eye right mm -hmm. now. So uh, here we go with the, a lovely song for them. Sweetest girl I know You're the queen of all the roses Like the pretty flowers that grow You are the sunshine of my life So beautiful and fair And I will always love you My lovely rose The sun it shines at like a dew on the lovely hills of Clare. As I stroll along with my sweet lass, one evening at the fair, her eyes they shone like silver streams, her long and golden hair. For I have won. The heart of one, my lovely rose of clay. Oh, my lovely rose of clay, you're the sweetest girl I own. You're the queen of all the roses, like the pretty flowers that grow. You are the sunshine of my life, so beautiful and fair. And I will always love you, my lovely rose of clay. And listen to a nightingale sing his songs for you and I. And now to say farewell now to all 
You're the Swedish girl I know You're the queen of all the roses Like the pretty flowers that grow You are the sunshine of my life So beautiful and fair The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and PJ O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. All right, it's time to go to Ottawa and get the news from Ireland with Desmond Devoy. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning, Ken, and good morning, folks, and good morning to your full house down there, Ken. Uh, Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland. The news is brought to you by our good friends over at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning. Voters in Northern Ireland will go to the polls not once, but twice next month. The six counties will hold local council elections on Thursday, May the 2nd. And then again, three weeks later, we'll head to the polls again for European parliamentary elections, barring a sudden miracle Brexit deal breakthrough that is. This past Wednesday, the European Union agreed to a second Article 50 extension until Halloween night, with the option that Britain can leave earlier if it is able to strike a deal before then. If Britain did not run candidates next month, it would automatically crash out with a deal on June the 1st. At the last elections in 2014, Sinn Féin, the Ulster Unionist Party and the Democratic Unionist Party each won a single seat each in the province. In the Republic, former presidential candidate Peter Casey's name will be returning to ballot papers this year. The County Donegal businessman and Dragon's Den star will be running in the Midlands Northwest constituency. Most everyone was breathing a sigh of relief that Britain did not crash out of the EU this past Friday with no deal, with the exception of Donegal store owner Edward Coyle. The owner of the Centra store in the Centra store rather in Rapoe has stockpiled custard creams for his customers, but now the Brexit extension has, he said, wrecked his plans. He had been stockpiling UK-made items like Jacob's Custard Creams, Heinz Beans and Garlic Bread, according to the Belfast Telegraph. But now, with Brexit extended until possibly October, those items will now go out of date. He will now have to sell his overstock and stock up again for October. Well, speaking of shop owners in Ulster, many of them feel that they are under siege for another reason after a rash of robberies of automatic teller machines where criminals used construction equipment to smash the machines from walls. The Irish Independent reports that the theft started with three robberies in February, with two ATMs stolen from one raid alone in County Antrim on February 1st. There were three robberies in March, and the latest coming on April 8th in Dungiven, County Derry, the second this month. While the Police Service of Northern Ireland has said that it can't be everywhere at once, it is calling on the community to be its eyes and ears on the ground. Even so, the PSNI has created a special task force of detectives to investigate the incidents and have increased patrols in, quote, vulnerable and high-risk locations, according to the Belfast Telegraph. The paper reports that the centre store in Maghira, County Derry, has stuck concrete blocks around its outside ATM to prevent it being targeted by thieves after the ATM at O'Kane Civil Station in Dungiven was stolen last Monday. In health news, while the cost overruns of the National Children's Festival are not outright theft, the final bill may come out at an eye-watering 1.7 billion euros. According to RTE News, a report out this week found failings around the planning and budgeting of the project and that there are elements of the design that have still to be quoted and costed. The report criticised the hospital board for missing red flags around the spiralling costs. However, the report added that when the 400 million euro overspend was identified, 
it was too late, and that retendering the project at that point would have increased costs further, or the hospital not being built at all. Health Minister Simon Harris and Public Expenditure and Reform Minister Pascal Donoghue will come back to Cabinet in a month with an outline of an implementation plan for each of the recommendations in the report, which was delivered to the Office of Antishuk on April 5th. This week in our Local News Matters segment, we head due west to the province of Connacht, and this week the Mayo News reports on the death of a beloved local character, John Durkin, better known as St. Patrick. The famed GAA supporter died this past Friday at the age of 75. The native of Westport was known for attending many Mayo games over the years, dressed as Ireland's patron saint starting in 2004. He was also an Army veteran, having served for 36 years. He signed up in 1960 and served abroad in the Congo, Cyprus, and Lebanon. From death to life now, and nothing says new life in spring like baby lambs. The Sligo Champion reports that one newborn lamb is lucky to be alive after his life was saved by two hill walkers. A duo from County Westmeath were climbing up the Hungry Rock last weekend when they come, came across a dead ewe with a newborn lamb standing beside her. Bernie White and Jim Ganley decided to pick the lamb up, but spent some time chasing it over the hill before finally capturing it and wrapping it up in a scarf. After knocking on doors at nearby houses, the Nicholson family took the lamb in, where it was given some milk and placed under an infrared lamp to keep it warm. Meanwhile, meanwhile, down in Galway, the Tomb Herald reports that only four fines were issued for dog fouling in all of County Galway in 2017 and 2018. In fact, only one fine was issued in 2017, despite the problem being rather widespread. Finally, the, if you're looking for something to do later on this month, the Eslin Drama Troupe will be hosting a production of The Playboy of the Western World later this month, according to the Leitrim Observer, at the Eslin Community Centre on April 24th, 25th, 26th and 27th. Students taking the, taking the play for the Leaving Certificate are invited out, and the Eslin Ladies Group will have a cup of tea for all comers. Proceeds from the sale of snacks will go towards the purchase of a defibrillator for the area. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Travelling to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus's year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available from more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin. Smart flies, Aer Lingus. Why not check them out online at www.airlingus.com. That's www.airlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Before we break back to Toronto, congratulations to the O'Loughlin family on the arrival of We Claire. Welcome to the community, Claire. Now you're up to date, folks. Now it's back to Toronto with Keolagus Crack. So until next week, folks, Slon go foil. Good time girls, won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight, come out tonight. Good time girls, won't you come out tonight? We'll dance by the light of the moon. Walking down the street, down the street, down the street A pretty little girl I chance to meet We dance by the light of the moon You know I dance with a dolly with a hole in a sock And her knees kept knocking Band was rocking I dance with a dolly with a hole in a sock And we dance 
There we go. A little Nathan Carter put smiles on all the ladies' faces out there. Uh, the man from Liverpool and then Fermanagh and then wherever else he's off to. Anyway, uh, we're back in studio and now we've been actually joined by Ambassador Jim Kelly. You're very welcome to the studio, Jim. Thanks so much, Ken. Good morning to everyone. You're, uh, we've been a long time trying to get you in here in studio, but you've been very kind with your time and when you do call us, so we're always delighted. And now, especially the, the fact that you're in Toronto and you made the trip up here to Markham is, uh, is a real pleasure to have you in studio. Thanks very much. Thanks, Ken. No, delighted to finally make it here live and in person, as they say. Um, I'm in Toronto all the time, as you know, but rarely enough on, on a Saturday morning. And if I am here on a Saturday morning, it's usually for an event or something. So I thought it'd be nice to get the chance to finally come in and, uh, and have a chat. And that's fair. That's a very fair comment indeed. Yeah, you're allowed having the, the weekends off, you know. Occasionally, yeah. You know. <laughs> and uh, you've, you're off a, a whirlwind march. The last time I, I spoke to you, you were racing off to the Ottawa parade when you were on the programme here. So what was that like? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You kind of go through it and then you look back afterwards. And, and when you look at what, what we did, it's, it's, you wonder how it all fits in uh, to, uh, to a month. And I kind of call it St. Patrick's Month now because yeah. I think our first... Our first kind of official St. Patrick's Day function was the, the St. Patrick's Society Ball in Montreal on the 22nd of February. And our last was the, the reception uh, for, for what, 450, 500 people in the, the residence on the 21st of March. And every day in between was pretty yeah, full. So it was fa- it's fantastic, though. It's a, it's a brilliant opportunity to showcase Ireland and all things Irish here in Canada and to connect with the communities. And we had, uh, we had three uh, government ministers over from Ireland during that period. We were in uh, Toronto, obviously, in Montreal, uh, Calgary, Vancouver, and Victoria with them. So we got them all over the country, uh, almost from coast to coast, as they say. And uh, yeah, it's very valuable, you know, in terms of the connections and the networking and, and, you know, getting Ireland out there and Ireland's interests out there in front of Canadians uh, all over the country and at all levels, including politically. It's very important. Yeah, without question, it is, you know, and for a long time, you know, the ministers have been coming and keeping us busy and on our toes out here. So uh, it is great. And then Vancouver, give us a little update on uh, the office of Vancouver. Yeah, so Vancouver, Vancouver, that's kind of our first uh, expansion of, you know, in terms of having a full-time diplomatic office in in 80 years, which is (laughs) a long time when you think about it. So Frank Flood, our consul, is fully up and running there now. And I was actually uh, out in Vancouver. I've been there a few times now since he started in September. We were there with Minister Kieran Cannon uh, just before St. Patrick's Day. And we had a whole range of... uh, different functions. We went out to Victoria to see the, the Premier, John Horgan, who's a, a very strong Irish Canadian himself. Um, his father, uh, born and raised in Cork, uh, oh, so he's very proud of his own Irish connection too. But uh, the team in Vancouver are, are doing fantastic work there, and the community has been hugely supportive of them. We have a new Chamber of Commerce out there, there's a new Irish Film Festival, uh, and the consulate is working on a couple of projects. One, to kind of build up a new trade directory, if you like, of Irish-connected business in the Vancouver area and the second thing then which we're interested in in a broader sense in Canada too is to try to to do a formal assessment of the Irish community in Vancouver 
who is there, where mm. are they, uh, how long are they there, what the numbers and spread and uh, what people are working at and so forth, to get a better sense, because it's something that it's quite hard to capture, actually. I mean, everyone knows, imagine. for yeah. example, there are you know, so many Irish people here in Toronto, uh, and particularly now as well, younger Irish people here. But getting a, an overall sense of, uh, of the community in, in detail mm-hmm. is a much trickier business. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see some of the, the stats on that. It was one of the things I wanted to ask you to see if, if there was a handle on it, because over the last few years with the, a lot of the young people coming out and the tech industry and pharmaceutical stuff, a lot of people were going to Vancouver, it seemed like, yeah. right? So a lot of the younger Irish people, I mean, I know the likes of Henry is here in Toronto and we always see an influx here, but on my travels across uh, the country, you'd run into a lot of young Irish people out in Vancouver and it surprised me given that it's so far away from from home really you know but uh yeah i mean following the jobs right no that's exactly it you know and also i think the other dimension of vancouver is a lifestyle one you Mm -hmm. know and i it's anecdotally it's something i notice if i'm at home and people know i'm back in dublin i get phone calls from friends uh you know going back years and showing my age here now ken who'll say that they're uh, you know their sons or daughters or nieces or nephews are in vancouver and asking about this or that so I think there's been a, a kind of a word of mouth as well. You know, right. people have been going to Vancouver in recent years and have had very positive experiences, as they've had here in Toronto. Um, but you also get that additional kind of lifestyle element uh, yeah. with Vancouver that draws people in. So we just, the consulate, I suppose, in you know, it's about trade, of course, as well, but very heavily about trying to get, uh, you know, the kind of services that that community need in place on the ground. We're in Ottawa, we're five hours flight away. It's yes, like yeah. trying to cover New York, New York from Dublin. Yep. And that's the reality. So I think it'll make a big difference to the community there. And they've been very welcoming and supportive mm-hmm. of it. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. And I was actually just going to say from a GA perspective, we know there's huge volumes going out to uh, to Vancouver. Even if you look at recently, uh, we had the transfer window, if you will. And that deadline was the end of March. And you can pull up and you can just see the volume of young people that both men and women uh, going out to play GAA in Vancouver. So it, absolutely what you've just said, we actually could see it in, in the paperwork. And uh, in fact, there is a new club that started in Vancouver, uh, Kuhollands, because I saw right. them coming up and I'm like, this must be a mistake. We have no Kuhollands in Canada. And no, it's a new club in Vancouver. So it's definitely growing and thriving. And it's just the pure volume of young people that have moved out to Vancouver. So definitely, I think this is going to be a huge boost to the community out there. I, I think so, Yvonne, and I mean, th- it's, it's a very good point you make about the GAA. I mean, when I go out there, they're, they're kind of handling the problems almost of affluence in the sense there are so many uh, players, young men and women now, uh, willing to, to, to join clubs that they've had to look at setting up new clubs and stru- restructuring um, you know, competitively out there too. And obviously, these are the pro- kind of problems you want to have. Um, but it's, uh, it's great to see. And the GA as well, it should be said, as it is all over Canada, has been hugely supportive mm-hmm. um, of the community and indeed of the work now that the consulate is doing as well. And there, the GA is also really valuable eyes and ears in terms of getting a sense of the younger community coming in because mm-hmm. it's where so many of the younger community go straight yeah. away. No, absolutely. We were just chatting there and Henry was talking about how, you know, when he came to Toronto looking for... You know that connection, and then getting a he got a lift to training, and there he ends up at St. Vincent's. But that's that whole connection through the GEA is, yeah. is huge, right? When you come to a community. No, I know, I know a few people out in Vancouver playing GEA out there. Actually, my younger sister was there last summer. She loved it. Like you said, just the lifestyle out there, and it's very addictive. They say it is indeed. Yeah, it's it's a spectacular. If you haven't been, Henry, no, I haven't. I want that's, get that's my next there. trip. Yeah, to do the, do that, it's, it's do that coast. Spectacular. It's gorgeous out there in Vancouver. It's uh, an incredible country. You know, we've we've come from a great one, but we we landed in a pretty bloody good one yeah. too. So <laughs> we're very lucky, very lucky indeed. All right, we'll play a little music, give the lads a a break here, and uh, and then we'll come back and and chat some more. When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack 
this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 the Queen's Way in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. When you're out walking and there's no one near you but a voice keeps calling and you hear your name It's not the leaves It's me that's calling you back again Oh, can you hear me? Oh, can you hear me? As you roam through lonely London town When evening's falling You'll hear me Come on home now to the county down. Do you remember the fiddlers playing the songs and stories the whole night long? Tis You 
go a lovely little track there from a band called Danu with uh, members from County Kerry County Waterford and uh, Johnny Gall I believe is in there that was for you Henry by the way I don't know if you were listening yeah I did I heard, county heard down the there. <laughs> good you know everyone kind of plays the star of the county down yeah. I wanted a, something a little different <laughs> for you there maybe maybe <laughs> throw you off base you know I heard down I haven't actually heard that one in a long time so. yeah it's a nice one alright so let's chat about the big event that's coming up yeah 60 years 27th of April. Give us a little bit of information there, Henry. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, 26th, uh, 27th of April, our 60th anniversary uh, at the the Treport Wedding and Convection Centre. It's literally round the corner from the Galway Arms, so everybody knows the Galway. You can go in there for a warm-up pint <laughs> and then head on over. Uh, tickets are $130. If, you, if anybody has social media, you can go to St. Vincent's GAA Toronto Facebook page and you get all the details there. If you're a bit more old school, uh, John Malloy says he's going to answer the phone 24-7 for, for anybody that needs to pick up a ticket and he'll meet them with it. Uh, John's number, just for anybody who wants it, is 416-505-8104. And uh, like I said, don't be afraid to torture John with the phone calls. He's, uh, he's more than willing. Uh, we've got uh, Hugo doing MC most of the night and he's going to be on to around 11 o'clock and then we've got a great Irish band the O'Deadleys coming on for Island. a couple of hours so it's going to be shaping up to be a great night's crack it's the same venue St Pat's had there 50th on and that was that was a nice nice night very good and you'll be probably trying to beat the numbers from your own 50th I think there was over 600 I think at that event yeah. do you remember Eddie? At the St. Vincent's 50th one? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. So yes, we had a fantastic night that time. Good, good. And we're looking forward to the same again on, on April 27. And you also have a special guest coming from Ireland. Indeed. We, we do, the yeah. Oak himself. Indeed. Mr. And uh, he's certainly looking forward to it. And uh, we're lucky that he's giving his time to us and uh, showing the importance of the whole event. Yeah, and uh, I was just going to say, I mean, obviously we had the Pat's 50th last year and these types of events don't come around every year. And so I would sort of say, even if you're not into GAA or that, it's a great opportunity to come out. It's a real celebration of kind of Irish culture, Irish heritage. Of course, the GAA is a very big part of that and it is just a real big celebration. And I know a lot of the, you know, the two generations really, what was a very special moment for us was we kind of brought up the original team and then we brought up the current team and then mixing together and a lot mm -hmm. of kind of neat friendships in that were formed. Um, and an interesting story on that was uh, one of our newer players, uh, her name is uh, Lorraine Moore and she's a lovely girl from Leitrim. She was away on a work trip and come back to the airport and she got picked up by a taxi. and. Uh, you know, he started chatting to her. She says, oh, are you from Ireland? And he says, oh, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm from Limerick. And they're chatting away. And he says, oh, do you play any football? And she says, oh, I do. He goes, oh, I, I was involved myself. I used to play with St. Pat's. And, of course, she plays with St. Pat's. And the one and only Syl Bowles picked her up from the airport and of course the two of them were both at the 50th just yeah, a few months earlier yeah, so yeah, it's a yeah. it's a really small small world sometimes mm. um but i would definitely you know throw my backing behind it to say you know these are always very special great events and uh for sure get in touch with john or the club uh to book your ticket because i'm sure the the souls will be worn off the shoes with the you know the dancing the jiving the slosh i'm sure will be brought out a few times uh, yeah. and it's a great opportunity to meet friends that maybe you haven't seen in a few years so uh you know certainly from the pat's perspective we'd wish you the best of luck with the event um and it's always just a great opportunity um, we were chatting kind of off air there about a few of the, the cast of characters you come across in GA circles. And I was wondering if, uh, if Eddie, you had any funny stories that uh, from, your, from your playing days, any characters or things that are radio appropriate that you could share <laughs> with us? <laughs> well, certainly there are many, many stories going back. Uh, but I do think that it's a special milestone for any club uh, celebrating their 60th anniversary. And it, as I said before, it, this does not happen by accident. 
Uh, Vincent's have been a very well-run club over the years, and that's why we're still around today and winning championships, and, uh, which is also great. <coughs> and I think every club should celebrate as somebody reaching a milestone of 60 years. Yeah. Uh, we, should, we should go back and uh, many years ago uh, when, when you could not have drink here on a Sunday. Well, some of the boys used to drive to Buffalo for for <laughs> for a beer <laughs> to get their beverage, and and, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and we know some of them that had been doing it at that time. So, but there was it, it's a home away from home, and I think we must recognise what the GA has done for immigration all over the world, and especially here in the states and Canada. Uh, and, and again, uh, as in, uh, you the experience arrived here, what what you did you do? You went to the GA club, yeah. and all of a sudden you had friends, you had, you had uh, connections for connectivity for jobs, and you, you had friends right away. So the GA has been tremendously valuable uh, for immigration and what it has done to further the careers of a lot of people. Yeah, No doubt. Ambassador, as you travel the country, you're, you're seeing lots of, of the GA members out there and some stuff that's happening in Ottawa as well. Absolutely, yeah, Ken. No, it's it's something that I'm very conscious of. I mean, everywhere you go in the country, when you talk to Irish communities, the GA is there at the heart. But I mean, it's at the heart of who we are anyway, and uh, our culture and identity. And I'm a, a lifelong uh, GA supporter myself. Um, but it really makes a difference, you know. I think uh, as 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 Eddie said, when when people, particularly younger people, mm -hmm. come over, there's a ready-made network um, of friends and supporters there will help them find their way on the ground in, in a practical sense as well as in terms of you know uh, playing a bit of football or, or hurling or camogie at the at the weekend and it's just such an important thing and I just want to say while I have the mic congrats to, to St Vincent's on their 60th as Eddie said it's a huge achievement for a club and it's the hard work of many people uh, some of course who will have passed on uh, that makes that possible and I'm sure that's what people will be remembering on the night I'd love to be there myself. Um, they were kind enough to invite me from the club, but uh, I have a commitment in Edmonton uh, on the same night. But I'll be uh, I'll be thinking and raising at last to, to everyone at Vincent's while Thank I'm you. while I'm there too. And it's important too now the likes of of Henry and and your crew, you know, to continue that tradition. Yeah, absolutely. Now and keep I her going for another sixty years, right? Like it's uh, that's really important. Yeah, I took the uh, honor of being chairperson over from Marty was he was last year and uh, like. It is. It is. You don't realize the commitment you're getting into at the start. You took it on thinking it'd be easy enough, but you have these events and you have all the, all the things. The club, like you said, it takes a hard work of a lot of people to keep a club going. And I can't imagine for sixty years, like especially not in Ireland, away from home, trying That's to get right. the numbers every year. Say there's some years Eddie, you'd know where you'd like. Well, we mightn't get the numbers this year and. And that's that's so easy for a club to fold. So yeah. it's it's someone just grabbing it by the collar and saying, dragging it back up, and saying, keep going. So like Eddie said, sixty years is a huge milestone for us, and we're very proud of it. Uh, and any everybody's more than welcome. We'd love to see three hundred, four hundred faces there on the April twenty seventh. Uh, if we get to the six hundred, like the fiftieth, we'd be over the moon. But that that would be uh, that would be I think a very ambitious. So. Yeah, everybody would love to get the good numbers out there, and good numbers makes a good night. Uh, for one hundred and thirty dollars, you go there and you can drink all night for. It's a bargain. Yeah, yeah. You get your dinner. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, and all the drinks you want. Let's give out the number again, there, Henry. There, and yeah. uh, we'll let people uh, know exactly where to get tickets. So there's no excuses. You got the uh, the email address is Saint Vincent's Sixtieth at Gmail dot com. You also have the website. St. Vincent's GEA Toronto.com. Yeah, and, and the phone number John Malloy 416-505-8104. Excellent. Well done. All right, we'll play a little uh I'm not sure, Ambassador, if you were around maybe the, the clubs of Dublin dancing to this or in the bars <laughs> and that. No comment. A little uh we talked about dancing that might be happening uh, on the big St. Vincent's night. Here's a little Phil Lennett and Tin Lizzie and Dancing oh, in yes. the Moonlight. <laughs> Last 
but I asked you for a dance. Now we go steady to the pictures. I always get chocolate stains on my pants. And my father, he's going crazy. He says I'm living in a trance, but I'm dancing in the moonlight. It's got me in the spotlight. Dancing in the moonlight on this long hot summer night. Guinness Hop House 13, all the way from the Open Gate Brewery at St. James Gate in Dublin. Double hopped for a more flavourful lager, from the first sip to the crisp finish. Earning its name from the original Hop House 13 at St. James Gate. Available at select pubs and now arriving across Canada in 500ml cans. Guinness Hop House 13. More hops, more taste, more character. All right, here we go with the calendar. A little quieter than March, but uh, still lots going on. We've got a couple of events uh, coming up with uh, the Friends of Sinn Féin. One in Montreal, the 1916 Rising Commemoration, is taking place with special guest speaker, Senator Rose Conway-Walsh of Sinn Féin. That'll be on Thursday, the 18th of April, at Hurley's Irish Pub. And they're looking forward to seeing all the supporters in Montreal come out for that event. And then uh, there is a the 51st annual Toronto 1916 Easter Rising Commemoration Breakfast will take place on the 21st of April at Quinn's Steakhouse at the Sheraton Hotel. That's at 96 Richmond Street uh, West in here in Toronto. Doors open at 11 a.m. And uh, Senator Rose Ann Conway will also be the guest speaker at that so uh, tickets are $30 and they're available from Alan 416-402-3729. Picture This is uh, coming to Toronto. I believe it's a sold out event, but there, are, uh, there might be a few tickets left. So you want to check out ticketweb.ca. And we had winners of uh, that contest. And I believe they've been announced already by Mark. So we'll uh, get the tickets out to those folks. St. Vincent's 60th anniversary. We've been talking about it all morning here. Can't wait to see a big crowd out on the 27th of April at La Traporte Banquet Hall. And, of course, President and Uktaran John Horn of the GEA will be in attendance. Tickets are $130 and they include a three-course meal, open bar. And uh, you can give uh, them a call at... Uh, yes, thank you. 416 Eight one zero four, and that's John Malloy. Very good. Give John Malloy that call. 
And uh, you can also, of course, visit their website, stvincentsgatoronto.com. On the 11th of May, Steps for Life Walk will take place. And that is all about the awareness for workplace tragedy. And uh, you can, if you check out the website um, for for them, you will actually be able to log on and support the Cahill Boyd Shamrocks team. Registration, if you do want to take place with that, is on 10, 10 a.m., the day of and it is at the J.C. Saddington Park at that's at uh, 53rd Lake Street in um, Mississauga and the Ireland Fund have their annual day at the races and that's coming up on the 1st of June at the Woodbine Racetrack and you can check out the Ireland Fund website for that if you have an event you can send it in to us ken at saturdayirishradio.com and of course you can check out our website SaturdayIrishRadio.com for all the email addresses and phone numbers of the different events. And a big event that's happening in town tonight, and the reason Ambassador Jim Kelly is here, you can come out and, and see, uh, see Ambassador at the event. It's the 100 Voices from Ireland to Toronto. Big event uh, in town tonight, Jim. You looking forward to it? Yeah, very much looking forward to it, Ken. It's a, it's a, a sort of a joint Irish-Canadian event with like an interesting story that it was a School. I think you had someone on the program. We did indeed, yeah. That a school in Dublin uh, with a choir that was travelling here reached out to find a, a connection and the Irish Choral Society of Canada uh, joined up with them and the youth choir from here in Markham as well and a couple of very talented musicians. So it should be a great kind of a, an Irish-Canadian uh, musical celebration. So yeah, really looking forward to that. Certainly, if you're not, uh, if you're sitting at home or wondering what you might do tonight, you uh, you can get out and see those folks. It uh, the doors open at seven p.m. and it's uh, kicks off at uh, at half seven up there at the Trinity uh, Saint Paul's Centre for Faith, Justice, and Arts, and that is at four twenty seven Bloor Street West in Toronto. And you can give them a call four one six seven five nine two one two four. And it's, uh, it's a bargain. Adults, $25, and seniors are $15. Kids, 17 and under, are free. Good value, all right. Good stuff. Folks, thanks a million for coming in. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, making the effort to, to come all the way up here to the studio. And delighted to have you here, Ambassador. Yeah, glad, it's glad been glad great to uh, look across the, the studio and see you here and uh, smiling away there. It's great. Eddie, thanks a million for coming in and Perfect. chatting Thank and giving us a bit of the... The history of St. Vincent's and uh, Henry, keep uh, keep her lit yeah. over there at uh, at St. Vincent's for uh, maybe another sixty years, right? Yeah. Yvonne, thank you very much for uh, joining us in studio. That's it, Ken. Always a pleasure. Hi to all the Morley's listening in, and uh, of course, special birthday wishes to my sister and uh, all the listeners. Hope you have a wonderful Saturday. Indeed, brilliant stuff. All right, Eddie, this one is uh, this one's going out to uh, to you. It's. Um, bit of an anthem here I think and uh, maybe you'll be singing along in the background when we play it thank you Ken Slán folks like my county I will love forevermore the people and their stories makes our city a special place musicians actors and sports stars have shone bright with pride and grace the oldest city in Ireland Port Lariga is her name There's no place like my county My crystal city I may travel I may wonder But however far from home My county she is calling To the Dacia I must go In my heart There is a yearning 
for my hometown, Waterford, my county, she is calling, to the Dacia, I must go. To its valleys and boreens, the famous Viking Triangle and the Valley Brick and Green, from Lismore's historical castle to the ferry that passage east, there's no place like my county. Programming for Toronto's Irish community.